0: St. Paul, good morning everyone, good morning St. Paul, this is the day that the Lord has made, we will rejoice and be glad in it. To those in the sanctuary and to those who are gathered with us online, on behalf of our senior pastor, Dr. Robert Charles Scott, you could have been anywhere this morning but you chose to be here with us and for that we say thank you, thank you. A reading from Psalms 51. Open my lips, O Lord, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Give me the joy of your salvation and sustain within me your bountiful joy. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. If you know this, be the foundation of your understanding this morning. Give God some praise today. If you know that the walk to Calvary is the foundation of your spiritual journey, give God some praise. If you know that God has been better to you than you could ever be to yourself, give God some praise. If you are looking for a shift in the atmosphere this morning, give God some praise. This is the day that the Lord has made we will rejoice. In spite of what's going on in the world, we will rejoice and be glad in it. If you believe that this morning, put your hands together, open your mouth, and join the choir for our opening selection. 11 through 19 the gospel according to luke chapter 17 verses 11 through 19 now it had happened as he went to jerusalem that he passed through the midst of samaria and galilee then he entered a certain village and there he met 10 men who were lepers who stood afar off and then they lifted up their voices and said jesus master Have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself to the priest. And so it was that they went and they were cleansed. And then one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, returned with a loud voice glorifying God, fell down on his face and kneeled at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered him and said, where were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any that found a need to return to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to them, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us go to God in prayer. God, we thank you for this morning, God. And God, we thank you for this sacred time in this sacred space. God, we ask for your protection, God. Protect us from temptation, God. God, we ask that you would prevent us from being overcome with anxiety and fear. God, I ask this morning that you would give each of us a reminder, God, that you sit high and look low and that all power is in your hands. God, I ask that you would give each of us a reminder that you are the Alpha and Omega and everything in between, God. God, I ask that you would give us a reminder that you are the conquering Lion of Judah capable of breaking every chain God I ask that you would give us a reminder this morning God that in spite of how broken wicked and evil this world is that all power is in your hands and you can do anything but fail God God I ask this morning that you would anoint Reverend Bernie from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet God Allow his words to be your words, God. Allow those words to pour from on high, God. Allow those words, God, to convince the unconvinced to be convinced, God. And God, when we leave this sacred space this morning, I just ask that we leave with a better understanding of who we are and what we have been designed to do, God. That we leave with a better understanding of what it means to love and nurture with each other, God. What it means to cultivate community with each other, God. What it means to be transparent with each other, God. What it means to transcend all obstacles in this world, God, together. It is the name of your mighty son that we pray. And everyone that truly believes says amen.
1: All and those that are visiting with us, as you can tell, I am out of town. I am in Detroit, Michigan, uh, celebrating uh, the 20th pastoral anniversary of one of my sons in ministry, the Reverend Dr. Lewis Forsyth, and uh, with his family. And so wanted to share with you all uh, some wonderful observations, how the Lord continues to bless us as far as our work is concerned. Just to let you all know that at the offering time, As far as Charlotte Rescue Mission is concerned, we have raised $44,946.51. This is 90% of our goal. We are a little less uh, than $6,000 away from that goal. And so God is to be praised. And we are looking uh, so much to cut the check for the Charlotte Rescue Mission and being a blessing as far as their new building is concerned. Just also wanted to, of course, start thanking you all for your wonderful congratulations. Six years, we'll celebrate that next year uh, here at St. Paul. And uh, I guess preacher will be the Reverend Reginald Buckley. He is the pastor of the K.E. Chapel Missionary Baptist Church in Jackson, Mississippi, and the president of the General Missionary Baptist State Convention of Mississippi. It was to his organization, we sent $5,000 to be a blessing as far as giving them lift uh, to help with the water crisis. On Sunday, uh, on Sunday, October the 30th, we're going to have what we call a trunk and treat celebration for our children in our neighborhood. Contact Reverend James Bernie about donating candy or setting up a car in the parking lot to facilitate this event. We're also in the process of getting ready for our basketball league, and we need uh, players and coaches and contact Reverend Bernie after service for more details if you're interested. Tomorrow we will be closed as we will celebrate not Columbus Day, but Indigenous Peoples Day. And so the office will be closed. Just also want to let you know that next week we will not have impact by virtue of the fact that uh, Minister Joshua Jordan will be out of town, but we will have impact worship on the tw- on the uh, fourth Sunday. And as we get ready to make the mad dash to finish this run for uh, President of the General Bath State Convention of North Carolina, I want to thank those who have been praying for me uh and who in supporting me uh with words of encouragement as well as your uh, your giving so appreciative it has been helping me to travel across the state i have basically been uh all over the state and it's been a joy meeting other people so we're in the home stretch and the election is going to be on the last wednesday of this month so uh pray for me uh as we continue this endeavor I so look forward to being back in your presence on next week. We will have our Bible study on this Thursday as we continue to deal with the problem of evil. And I'm so looking forward to sharing with you all as we unpack this uh, interesting theological treatise. Well, lift up my brother, uh, the Reverend James Bernie, as he prepares for the gospel with you. I have on my I a boat shirt. And if you can early vote, we want to encourage you to early vote as well as uh, register to vote. This is a very critical election and we need for those who are eligible to participate to do so. Your vote counts. Yes, it does. Your vote counts. So please, ma'am, please, sir, uh, go to the polls and cast your vote for whom you feel will be best to serve your interests. May God bless you, may heaven smile upon you, and may God be gracious unto you. Uh, this is my prayer, and I pray you all have a wonderful worship experience. Look forward to being back with you all on next Sunday. God bless.
0: Amen. Let's be mindful of our pastors' observations. A few additional announcements. Um, Welcome this morning with us to the Price family. Are you here this morning? Price family. The Price family union is with us this morning. Thank you for being with us, I believe. Um, Thank you. Yes. Thank you for making time to worship with us this morning. I believe disciple um, Pamela Bell has an offering she would like to make.
2: Good morning, St. Paul, family and friends. Just wanted to say uh, my family, Price family, we are native Charlatans. Um, we originated out of Brooklyn, um, the place you hear so much about. Um, started out in Bells Court and went on to Second Street, which was the Brooklyn area. So most of my family is here. Um, our family is Price, P-R-I-C-E, and there were nine sisters. And uh, just wanted to... Uh, enjoy our service. Our family originated out of um, St. Paul, started on Crockett Street and went on to McDowell, and some of us are still here uh, on Allen Street. So, if I could get those that are here just to stand, please. And I'd like to acknowledge our patriot, um, which is Mr. Bernard Price. And we do have a donation for St. Paul. Thank you so much.
0: Again, thank you, Price family, for being with us this morning. And thank you for your donation um, to Cultivating God's Kingdom. Um, a few additional announcements. No, I'll, I'll take this selfish like, point of privilege. God has jokes sometimes. I do. I, I love God has the greatest sense of humor, and I absolutely love it. We don't give God enough credit for God's humor sometimes. I was just thinking, when the pastor's away, the alphas will play. I was just thinking that, like Elson Scott, Bernie, myself. I was like, Lord, have mercy, you know. <laughs> but um, I digress. I won't go there. Um, just, just a few announcements. I do want to reiterate you know, that the significance, importance of getting out and vote. Um, That is one of the the, the bedrocks of our community here. Um, One of the parts of the foundation of our community, so please get out and vote. Exercise your God-given right to vote, and please do it early. Um, If you have the capacity and you're willing, they're still looking for volunteers at voting locations. Um, One of the locations is right here in our community, but they'll also be doing it at Bank of America Stadium. We will have our next round for the virtual political roundtable. This will take place on Tuesday, October 11th and Thursday, October 13th. And you can find additional information about registering for this on St. Paul's social media. And my selfish pitch this morning um, to the brothers in our community. Um, If you're not involved in Men of Valor, the meetings are held the second Saturday of each month via Zoom. Um, For more information about that, you can reach out to Brother Joe Weathers um if you're interested in joining and for everyone if you're interested in doing the work of um, social and political engagement from a theological lens i encourage you in joining the social justice ministry and we meet the third tuesday of each month via zoom um, please contact me if you're interested in the words of our pastor our senior pastor dr robert charles scott the god we serve can do anything but fail in this praying time community and as a community we believe in the power of prayer Um, i I, want to do something slightly different this morning before i pray Um, i want to be intentional about praying for our pastor this morning Um, i want to be extremely intentional about that as he campaigns for president of the state baptist convention Um, when i went through my trial sermon my initial sermon um, dr drummond gave me three tips he said love the gospel knowing that you're not always going to get it right Love and trust your community, and they will love and trust you. And love and support and hold your pastor accountable. And he will be, you know, a magnificent pastor for your community. And we have a responsibility to pray for our pastor. I also want to be intentional that we are praying for an end of senseless and pointless violence nationally and specifically locally. Um, Yesterday, um, Reverend Bernie presided over a memorial service for a young man that should still be with us, um, a victim of gun violence. Um, Yesterday as well, um, Dr. Scott gave the men of valor a reminder of the importance of silence and the significance of silence. So I just asked this morning if we could just take a brief moment to give silence to those who are grieving because of the loss of senseless and pointless gun violence. And I also invite you during that time to pray for our pastor and his campaign. Let us pray. God of all nations and all people. Thank you for bringing us a day closer to understanding your glory. Thank you for bringing us a day closer to understanding what you have designed us to do. Thank you for bringing us a day closer to understanding this mystery called life. Keep us focused on your mission, O God. The mission of healing and reconciliation for all people. Oh God, give us each wisdom. Our pastor. Our ministers, our deacons, every ministry team, this choir, God bless us each. God, help us to truly understand what it means to embody the gospel, what it means to proclaim the gospel, what it means to preach in the public square, what it means to nurture community beyond lines of division. Oh, God, be with our pastor and his family as he campaigns for what we know is an ordained calling, God, to serve you in the church and the world. God, strengthen each of us to do your work in the world so that we will draw closer to your kingdom right here on earth. Oh, God, I ask that you would bless each of us beyond our comprehension. Oh, God, you've heard the names this morning, God, those that are suffering as a result of natural disasters and human made disasters. God, I ask that you would craft us to be ambassadors of your grace and everlasting love. God, I ask that you would keep our eyes open to the oppression of this world, God, so that in their eyes, God, that we might see you, God. God, I ask that you would transform this nation to be the very nation that you desire for it to be, God. God, I ask that you would cultivate the church to be the very foundation of this nation, God. God, I ask that you would mold each of us, mold us, God, shape us, God, nurture us, God, cultivate us, God, So that when we step out into the world, God, that we have a profound understanding that no weapon formed against us, God shall prosper. That we can transform this world, God. That there is a place in Zion waiting for us, God. God, you said if we, if we knock that you would answer And God. We are knocking this morning, God. And we're asking, God, that you would bring an end to every form of senseless violence, God. God, we're asking that you would wrap your loving arms around each and every one of our children, God. God, cultivate in them, nurture them, God. Let their gifts prosper, God, so that they can be the children that you designed them to be, God. God, send a word on high, God, that we... We'll find our peace in the midst of the storm, God, that we will find our peace. Give us the reminder, God, that the Holy Spirit and the spirit of our ancestors have always been with us, God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the blessed Holy Spirit, the saints of God that truly believe, say amen. I believe we may have a video from Pastor, is that correct? Offering time. (laughs) There are three ways that you can give here at St. Paul. You can give by placing your offering in an envelope and placing it, and the ushers will collect that from you. You can give by mailing a check to 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, North Carolina 28205. And you can give by way of Givelify. My digital ministers will drop that link in the chat box. So, for those in the sanctuary, if you are capable, Please raise your offering. Heavenly Father, thank you that you can satisfy every desire and need. Your words say that we should give honor to you with the first fruits of our wealth. Accept our tithes and offering as a gift of our worship to you. Multiply what we give with the effect of growth of your kingdom. May Christ dwell in our hearts through our faith so that we may be rooted and grounded in love. May we have the strength to know the love of Christ that surpasses all understanding. May we be filled with the fullness of God through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you for your offerings. Thank you to the ushers.
3: Been homeless Alcohol Drugs And God delivered me on a jail cell floor I say this to say God's got me No matter what I think So oh, yeah, I'm, confident I'm so this. confident God's got me. me. to supply my needs,
4: God is always
3: looking for me, me. no no, matter what I face, no matter matter what may come, I am confident in this.
0: Woke up this morning thinking like hey like what's going on god's got me if you know oh this y'all absolutely amazing. every Sunday this choir is amazing but th- th- God's got me what a day what a day Charge it to my head, not my heart. I did not call up Miss Gwen Garnett for an announcement.
2: You know, I'm so thankful God has me, but you know what, St. Paul? He has us as a church. For six years, we've had Pastor Scott as our leader, and through COVID, so many churches died. Through COVID, we, we boomed. In membership, and contributions, and those giving their lives to Christ. Some that have never stepped foot in this door. So we have a lot to celebrate next week as we celebrate Pastor's 6th anniversary. So what I ask, if you want to show your level of appreciation, whether it's card, monetary, however you choose to celebrate, let's celebrate him. And we can do that individually. If you want to give on Givelify, there's Pastor Special Days. You can contribute there. You can bring your cards or your contributions next week. But let's let him know that we love him as much as I know that he loves us. Thank you.
0: Amen, thank you. Thank you, Ms. Barnett. The next voice you will hear, there's no need for me to give my big brother introduction. You know who this brother is. But the next voice you will hear will be that of Reverend James Burney. Amen, amen. So please join me this morning. Reverend Bernie, preach the word. Reverend Bernie, preach the word. Let the Holy Spirit have its way. Preach, preacher, preach. Amen.
5: Amen, 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 amen. Good morning, church. How many of y'all believe that God's got you? No matter how it looks like right now, how many of you truly believe that God's got you? Oh, y'all want to predicate. Okay, this is the day the Lord has made. He woke you up this morning. We didn't come here to be quiet on God. God's got you. I don't care what your situation is right now. God's got you. I don't care how many people are talking about you right now. God's got you. He's got you. In the midst of your storm, God's got you. In the midst of your trouble, God's got you. In the midst of the naysayers, God's got you. So no matter what it looks like, no matter how you're feeling right now, no matter what's going on in your spirit this morning, I want you to know that God's got you. The choir has already told us that. So we ought to move on and celebrate God this morning. We ought to give God glory because he's worthy. Is he, not, is he not worthy? When you look back up at where He brought you from, is he not worthy? Is he not worthy? Amen. We didn't come to be quiet on God. He's been doing good to us. He's carried us a long way. And because he's carried us, we got to give him glory. Amen. Amen. Truly, we honor God this morning. We are so grateful to be before you this morning. Uh I'll try not to be before you long, but uh I, I, I think there's some things that the Lord will have us to hear and we want to take our time and make sure that uh, that we give that to you. Also want to be uh acknowledge our ushers and our brothers out in the parking lot and and those that have served us this morning. We praise God for you. The choir Uh, The music ministry. Can we thank God for our music ministry? Have they not been phenomenal this morning? Amen. We thank God for you this morning. Amen. Amen. Uh, To our pastors in his absence and to you, the St. Paul family, uh, we greet you in the only name that matters, and that's the name of Jesus. It is because of who he is that we are not consumed. It's because of who he is that we still are breathing today. It's because of who he is that we are still alive to tell the story of the goodness of the Lord and all that he has done for us. Amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Father, we thank you this morning for allowing us to be here. We thank you, Father, for how you have blessed us, how you have endowed your spirit upon us this morning in so many unique ways. God, we thank you, God, for being a God of grace, God, a God of compassion. Father, we pray, God, that you would just endow your spirit to be with us just a little while longer, God. Lord, as we seek your face through this preach word, God. Father, we pray, God, that our words are clear, God, our thoughts are clear, God. Lord, that we might proclaim your gospel. Thank you for what we know you will do. Speak, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to also let you know I'm so happy that my mom is here with me this morning. Amen. Amen. Wave your hand, mom. My mom is here with me this morning along with my wife and daughter and my best friend, uh, Broderick, uh, and we are grateful that they are joining to support me this morning. So if I mess up this morning, just know I got some some people out here. That, that, that there's listening, and, uh, and, and they'll step to my rescue. Uh, you know, uh, D'Angelo, you, you, you said something I didn't even realize. Uh, so when uh, Dr. Scott's away, the alphas will play, right? Amen. <laughs> He'll enjoy that. <laughs> amen, amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to ask you to open your Bibles, turn to the gospel according to John the gospel according to John uh, chapter 4. John chapter 4 and we're going to pick up at the 27th verse. John chapter 4 and we're going to pick up at the 27th verse and it reads and at this point his disciples came and they marveled that he talked with a woman, yet no one said, what do you seek? Or why are you talking to her? The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the man, come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. In the meanwhile, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Therefore, his disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him anything to eat? Jesus said to him, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I send you to reap that for which you have not labored. My God, others have labored and you have entered into their labors. Amen. Amen. As you pray for me this morning and you preach along with me, I want to leave for you a subject titled Consumed by the Will of God. Consumed by the Will of God. My brothers and sisters, we live in a society where most of us primarily focus on all that we can get for ourselves. Inquiring, acquiring things have become the norm. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics, the American household, earning an annual income of $75,000 a year, spend about $20,000 on consumer goods. And that was in 2018. So with the prices of things going up right now, I'm sure it has trended even higher. See, consumer goods includes all things such as food, clothing, electronics, personal hygiene, household cleaning products, books, magazines, tools, and even outdoor equipment. See, these products are products that we buy that we don't buy to resell them, but we buy to use them or to hoard them in our own homes. The article went on to say that most of us spend about a third of our annual income on consumer goods and this does not include our rent or our mortgage or utilities. So I wonder this morning how much of what we're spending is about need versus greed. How much of what we're spending is about impressing other people rather than serving other people. It seems at times we've lost focus on what's important the way we spend time consuming things it seems to indicate we want what we want when we want it and how we want it regardless of the impact of what happens down the road the days of saving up to make a purchase layaway days have gone the days of we saving up to make sure that we have the money to pay for it right off are gone. Because many of us are too afraid that if we don't get it now, somebody else might get it. And they may have the opportunity to showcase it before we do. Uh, you, social media paints this false narrative to us. Uh, that everybody is flossy. For my, my generation and those a little bit old, that means that everybody is portraying this image that they have all this money, that they're dressed apart, the and, and they're doing all this thing. Well, the reality is, is that's just simply not true. That's just their dream world, and everything is not just as you see it on social media. Young people spending money to purchase four to five pair of shoes, expensive tennis shoes, yet don't have gas to put in their car to get back and forth to work. Parents buying their infants all these shoes, they can't even walk yet. But we're spending money on all these shoes to showcase our children, yet we ain't got money to buy formula for them. Our priorities have somehow gotten mixed up. These toddlers can't even wear the shoes, and by the time they get to wear them, they can only wear them for one week. Because their feet has already outgrown them. Our priorities have shifted from focus on what's important to sustain us in the long haul to living for the moment regardless of what's happening tomorrow. So how did we get here? How did we get to a point in which we allow our insecurities to navigate our decisions? How do we get to a point where we only feed ourselves what other people like instead of doing what's good for us. How do we get so wrapped up into the now that we're no longer focusing in on the harvest? See, I believe our text on the day can give us a little bit of insight. Can I teach just for a moment here? See, the gospel according to John presents Jesus in his deity as the son of God. John's gospel is to present Christ in his deity in order to spark the believer to believe in him. The gospel is more topical than chronological. Meaning it it revolves around basically seven miracles or seven I am statements. So John pens this gospel for the specific person of bringing people into the knowledge of who God is and to believe in the work of Jesus Christ. It has five sections in it. It has a section dealing with the incarnation of God, of the son of, of Jesus, the presentation of Jesus, the opposition that he faced, the preparation of him, and the crucifixion and resurrection, resurrection of him. John carefully selects seven miracles in this book out of the many that Jesus performed to talk about. And all of them builds a case for the deity of Jesus. These miracles are called signs sometimes because they symbolize the life-changing result as a result of the believing in Jesus. The first miracle here in this book is talks about turning water into wine. And what it's saying there is is that the ritual of the law is replaced by the reality of grace. Then there's the miracle of the noble son being healed. and, And the message there is that the gospel can bring spiritual restoration. Then there's the healing of the paralytic, which means that that God can turn our weakness and replace it with strength. Then there's the feeding of the multitude, where it says Christ uh, satisfies our spiritual hunger. Walking on the water lets us know that the Lord can transform our fear into faith. Uh, When he restores sight to the blind, it lets us know that Jesus overcomes darkness and brings light into our life. And then the raising of Lazarus, he, the gospel tells us that, 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 that uh, Jesus can bring people from death to life. The combination of all these miracles reveals that Jesus is the son of God. And then our text nestled here with the presentation of the son of God. It sits between the first sign where law is replaced by grace and the second sign where the gospel brings spiritual restoration see, see it, it presents a pathway to let us know that when you receive the grace of God spiritual res- restoration will also begin to align in your life see God's grace is the foundation of, of a mature spiritual life we cannot experience restoration we cannot experience strength nourishment faith life and life without grace see grace is the foundation of everything that we believe And see, this should be a shouting moment for us right now. See, sometimes we want to get to the other things, but we don't want to recognize grace. Sometimes we want to go to the point that that we have faith, but you can't have faith without recognizing grace. Sometimes we want God to strengthen us, but you can not understand God can't strengthen you until you get to the point that you recognize grace. See, it was grace that brought us where we are right now. It was grace that turned our life around. It was God's grace that we're not consumed, that we're not dead right now. It was grace that kept us, and it will be grace that keep us even in the days and months ahead. See, our text helps us to understand that when we shift from being consumed, when when we shift from focusing on being consumed about ourselves and being consumed about God, that's the things that would take place. So we're talking about consumed by the will of God. And so what Paul paints here is a couple of things that I want us to take a look at. And the first thing is, when you're consumed by the will of God, God will strip you of your insecurities. He'll strip you of your insecurity. Look at the scene. Come on, y'all, walk with me. The woman at the well didn't come to the well with the intent of having a conversation with Jesus. She definitely didn't expect a conversation that would take her in a whole different direction of her life. See the scene. Jesus has been walking and he's weary and he's tired and he's dirty and he's hungry and he's thirsty. And he sits down at the well there. And when he sits down at the well, the disciples decide that they're going to go into the city to get something to eat. So while Jesus is sitting there at the well, see, see him with his feet dirty from travel. See him as he's tired. See him as he's thirsty. Yet he sits down there at the well. Now, mind you, Jesus did not have to go through this way, but he chose to go through this way. Yeah, he chose to go through Samaria. Now, now, understanding this, here's this woman. She comes out at the noon part of the day, comes down to the well to have a conversation with Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the woman, you know, look at Jesus because Jesus asked her, can I have something to drink? Now, now women, you know how y'all get when strangers trying to holler at y'all. When strangers trying to talk to you, you know, I, I would imagine the woman looked at him a little side-eyed and, and probably turned her head and like, man, please, I know you're not talking to me. Yeah, yeah, in her mind, she was thinking, no, I know better than that. I know you're not asking me for a drink. Uh, yeah, 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 she was going on. She, she was probably like, dude, please, you know, I don't know who you're trying to holler at, but I ain't even trying to hear your conversation. Yeah, yeah but but Jesus goes on and he begins to have conversation with him, and uh and he tells us he said like uh you know you, you don't understand who you're talking to you you must not know about me, yeah yeah he He went on to tell said, if you knew about who I was, not only uh will you ask me for a drink, but you will ask for this, for this living water that I can give you that'll last your entire lifetime.." Yeah, he, he, he goes on uh, and lets us know that, you know what? What I'll drink, what I give you to drink, will become a fountain of water, springing up into everlasting life. Yeah, he said, you must not know about me. You know, I'm that dude. But the woman uh, pressed on further to begin to ask Jesus uh, about the water so that he would provide that she won't have to thirst again, uh, nor come out to draw water from the well again. That's when Jesus got her. He calls her out. He said, Hold on, little girl. You you still don't know about me. He said, Why don't you go and get your husband? Go grab your husband. And and the woman, like, No, you don't know because I don't have a husband. And and Jesus said, Yeah, you're right. You ain't got a husband. You you had five, and the man you're with right now ain't even your husband. See, he he calls her out. He meets her right there where she is. Let's us know, I know all about you. Uh, I'll imagine in his mind, he said, I was there when you was created. I was there when the sun was put up in the sky, I was there. And and you don't understand, When uh, I'm the one that created you, I'm the one that molded you, I'm the one that's been there with you in the midnight hour even when that husband left you and the next husband left you. I'm the one that's been there in the midst of all your insecurities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there's something goes on when you're in the presence of God. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Men, you know, when you're in the presence of God, you you might think you got some swag. But when you're in the presence of God, your swag is lame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't sweet talk God. Now, nah, nah, ladies, there's something important when you're in the presence of God. Guess what? God don't see your makeup. He don't see your weave. He don't see uh, your wigs. He don't see nothing. He sees you just as you are. And when God sees you just where you are, he addresses your insecurity. There's something special about being in the presence of God. See, when you're in the presence of God, guess what? There's joy in the presence of God. There's peace in his presence. Uh, When you're in the presence of God, I can be me, you can be you, naked, not ashamed, I don't care what's going on, it's just me and God. I ain't got a front for God, I ain't got to dress up to come to church, I ain't got to make sure that my purse matches my shoes. I ain't got to make sure my tie right. I ain't got to make sure none of that. I ain't got to worry about my credentials or nothing else because I'm in the presence of God. See, when I'm in the presence of God, I know what it feels like uh, to be in his presence. There's peace in his presence. There's holiness in his presence. Being in the presence of God shake off some things in my life. All my worry and cares go away all of the things that I think negative about myself go away. Why? Because I'm in the presence of God. Being in his presence shakes off our insecurities. All this woman's insecurities were shaken off her. So much so because this Jesus told her all about herself. Yeah, yeah, we're we're in his presence. Our desires begin to shift. From being more about more about jesus and less about me the things that i desired before because i've been in his presence huh all that changes right now my appetite changes and that's my second point i want to go to that that when you've been consumed by the will of god your appetite's gonna change i'm in the text your appetite's gonna change you know all of us can remember a time when we might have been hungry Or we had a taste for something, as the old folks say. You know, and when hunger hits, we begin to think of the food that tastes real good, right? Uh, We begin to think of that food that we really want that makes us feel good on the inside when we eat it. And most of the time, we don't think about getting something until uh, something healthy when we're hungry. Some of us act like the people on the Snickers commercial. We're mean. We're grouchy. We don't want to talk about nothing else until we get something to eat in our mouth. We'll fuss for no reason whatsoever when we're hungry. Am I right about it? Yeah, we don't want to look at TV. We don't want to do nothing. I want something to eat when we're hungry. Yeah, your children might come in and want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about that. Why? Because you're hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to do nothing else but get you something to eat. Jesus in this particular text, you know, he was tired and he was thirsty and he would imagine physically he was hungry and the disciples had returned and instead of being delighted that Jesus was having a conversation with this woman, they began to talk about him. See them sitting around as they approach. Who that? See them sitting in the background speculating. Look at this woman. She's probably a tramp. Why she talk? Why? Jesus, why are you talking to her? See them. Y'all, y'all know how we do sometimes. You know, people come into church sometime and we begin to look at them a little bit strange. We begin to look at them as if something's wrong with them. We don't understand that they're coming to the house for healing. We don't understand that they're coming to the house for restoration. We don't understand that. Why? Because we're so busy looking at them with our judgment, our minds, and our judgment of thoughts that we don't understand that God has brought them right here to us for us to make a difference in His life. Yeah, but the disciples, they were sitting there and they were standing and having this conversation. Yeah, and the woman got up and, and, and Jesus had already done a one-person sermon uh, to, that one, to that one person in the audience. But before he can give the invitation to discipleship, the woman took off running to go tell the story. She took off running to go tell the story. She came to the well for physical water, but she left with some living water from the eternal well. See, 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 we ought to celebrate that because sometimes people come into our presence and, and they leave the same way they go out. But when you enter the presence of Jesus, you're going to walk away a little bit different. When you experience God in his fullness, you're going to walk away just a little bit different. You're going to walk away changed. You're going to walk away with your mind changed. But also you're going to walk away with your appetite changed. See, her appetite changed because she came to the well and she had a conversation with Jesus. And I wonder in here on today that when you know that you're saved and you know for sure that you're saved, when you know you've entered the Holy of Holies, when you know you've gone before the throne of God, I want to have your appetite change. I wonder, do you desire the things that you used to desire before you you came into the knowledge of who God is? See, when I came into the knowledge of who God is, The old things that I desired before are no longer in my appetite. Yeah, I changed my meal. I changed my meal plan. Yeah, I ain't eating the things that's that's unhealthy for me no more. But rather, I'm looking at what's healthy. Y'all know how it is right now. When you go and buy some food that's healthy, it's going to cost you a little bit more. You're going to have to spend a little bit more. It's just the same way. When you come in and begin to sup at the table of almighty God, your appetite's going to change but it's gonna cost you a little bit more. It's gonna cost you to give up on some things. It's gonna cost you to let some people go. It's gonna cost you to walk boldly, proclaim what thus said the Lord. It's gonna cause you to move with haste to do the will of God. Why? Because it's God that changed me. It's God that saved me. And because God has changed me, my appetite's gonna change. I ain't gonna gossip a little bit more with you. I'ma leave you over there with your gossiping spirit. Why? Because when I think of the goodness of God, when I think of all he's done for me, when I look back over my life and realize where he brought me from, I got to have a new appetite. My diet's going to change. My heart's desire is going to change. Why? Because I'm consumed by the will of God. I'm consumed by the will of God. The disciples were eating one thing. But Jesus was feasting on something greater. The disciples were eating on the meal from the market. But Jesus was feasting on her encounter with Jesus. The disciples wanted Jesus to eat. But Jesus knew that there was a different meal that was coming his way. Lord have mercy. There was a different meal that was coming his way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... Not only when you consume by the will of God will you be stripped of your insecurities, but also and you be and your appetite's gonna change. But lastly, I give you this point that when you consume by the will of God, your harvest will come to you. Your harvest will come to you. See, when we're walking in the will of God. You know we'll be so blinded by the mission that God has given us that we ain't got to look for no harvest. See when I'm walking in His presence, when I'm walking in the will of God, I'm not looking for God to bless me with material things. Why? Because my appetite has changed now, right? So now I'm not asking God for a car. I'm not asking God for a house. I'm not asking God for more money but rather I'm just asking God to allow me to align with your will. See, when I'm in his will, I don't have to worry about all those things. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added, uh, shall be added unto you. See, when, when I'm walking in the will of God, I believe wholeheartedly about the principle of sowing and reaping from a biblical viewpoint. You see, I want to make sure we understand it from a biblical viewpoint. See, see, I believe that. And I believe that whatever seed we sow will produce a harvest. We have the choice to choose whether or not that seed is going to be a good seed or a bad seed. But whatever you put in the ground, in your heart, in your life, It's going to spring up. So we got a choice, even on today, that whatever we do today, it's a seed in our future that will spring up and the harvest will come. Can I make it plain? See, when I was a little boy, uh, I I used to do yard work and I still do it right now. Uh, I also used to work in the garden. You know, I I came up in a time where uh, as young boys, we, we didn't have a choice or whether or not we was going to get out and cut grass or work in the yard. We ain't, we ain't have a choice. Or whether or not we're going to do that. Can I get a sidebar right here? Parents, if you got a teenage boy sitting in your house playing video games and you paying somebody else to go out and do your yard work, you are out of order. The Bible said train the child up in the way he should go. And when he's old, he shall not depart from it. But when I was a young boy, I used to, we used to cut grass and we lived in, but all our family was around us, right? You know, I, 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 I lived with my, uh, my, my mother and my siblings. We lived with our grandparents. And, and beside our grandparents' house was our great-grandmother. And beside that house was our great-aunt. And beside that house was my mom's sister, which was my aunt, right? And across the street, there was cousins. Down the road, there was cousins. All over the community there was family, right? And so when we went out to cut grass, guess what? The other families members see us out there cutting grass. And they come down and they say, when you finish that, can you come over here and cut this one? You know, and, and you go and cut that one. And when you finish that, you come over and you cut another one. And, and, and y'all maybe say, well, you might've made a lot of money. No, the, the money, the, the, the pay that we got back there was clothes on our back, food on our table. That was how we got paid. See, see, see that's, that's a problem right now in our culture. That, that that we want to reward young people for doing nothing. We want to reward young people for doing what they're supposed to do. You know, we want to reward them for things that they haven't even earned to do. Why? Because it makes them feel good. Well, well I stand here today to let you know that whatever seed you sow in them now, it will bring forth the harvest. So when they get a little bit older and that boy still staying in their mama's house and he's 40 years old and he's still playing video games and he ain't cutting no grass, he ain't going out doing no garden, he ain't doing no house chores. That's the seed that you planted in his life when he was younger and now this is the harvest. Can I, can I get an amen to him? Somebody, you know, Somebody here know what I'm talking about because you know some grown men right now sitting around doing nothing because they were spoiled when they was children. They didn't have no responsibility. And now the harvest have come home to roost. Yeah, but, but, but we did that. We cut all the yards and we did all these things. And, 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 and mama didn't ask if that was what I wanted to do. She told me that's what I was going to do. Am I right about it? And if I didn't do it, oh, it was showing us some trouble coming my way. Yeah, yeah. If I didn't do it, it was showing nothing some trouble coming my way. So, so, so I know things have changed a little bit, but I, but I also understand that we get some things just should not change. Accountability and responsibility should never change. Yeah. And so now that I'm old, I enjoy doing your work. I love it. I can stay out there all day sometimes. And, and yes, I still push my more. For those of you, you need to ride them now. I don't need to ride them more. Because my great uncle told me one time as I talked with him before he died, and he was 90-something years old, 93 years old, and he told me before he died, he said, do you know what? As long as you can do it, keep on doing it. Because it makes you young. It keeps you young. So I still go out and I push more of my young, my lawn, my, my, my grass sometimes. We, we, we call it grass growing up. I know we call it lawn now, you know. We got it a little bit proper right now. So, so I do as much as I can Uh, around the house as I can because I don't like paying somebody to do what I can do for myself. And also, I don't enjoy paying somebody that's going to come and do the work and do it worse than what I can. Amen? So I do it myself. So this time of the year is the time of the year when we begin to prep our yours, brothers. We begin to prep our yours for the spring, See, 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 there's some, some, some times that we plant seeds. There's some times we put down some fertilizer. There's some times we put down mm, lime. You know, we pre emergent we do all of that now. And the reason, ladies, that we do that now is because we want to get ahead of what we want our yard to look like in the spring. Yeah, so we take time to do the work now, to plant the seeds in our yard now. So in the spring, the harvest. Will come up. And I, I, I believe some of us can testify that, that, that when we look back over where we've come from, when we look back over the seeds that were planted in our life, when grandmama was praying for us, when our mama was praying for us, when the community was praying for us, when the church was praying for us. Not coming in giving a religious prayer, but coming in with bowed down head, being truthful to God, and said, God, I need you right now. <laughs> My child is struggling right now. God, I know I messed up in raising him. But Lord, I'm calling on you right now. See, some of us are beneficial of those types of prayer uh, when, I, when our parents and grandparents was praying for us. So this principle of sowing and reaping is very familiar. And I believe Jesus understood it very well. In our text, he spent times having a conversation with this woman. Uh, He didn't call her out, but rather he met her right where she was. He didn't talk down to her, but rather he met her right where she was. See, he was planting a seed in her life for what was to come. See, he understood if I can change this one, you know, if I can make a difference in this person's life, I'm sure they're going to go and testify about who I am. (laughs) Yeah, he understood the principle of sowing and reaping. And the Bible says that many of the Samaritans... When the woman went and told, come see a man who told me all about myself. The Bible says that many of the Samaritans believed in him because of this woman. (laughs) Jesus took a small situation, cultivated it, and the harvest manifests so much greater that the, then the disciples imagine. See, the disciples was caught up into what they saw a little bit of the after effect, but they didn't understand that what was coming down the road. So, so Jesus told them, look at the scene, grip me. They're still trying to encourage him to eat. But Jesus said, no, my, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. Uh, he, see, Jesus understood that when the woman got up and left her water pot, uh, she, he knew that she was coming back. See, she needed that water pot because she needed that water to go back and take care of her physical nature. So when she got up and ran off and left her water pot, it symbolizes that I'm coming back. And when she ran off like that, Jesus knew already that she was going to tell the story of what happened to her on that day. Oh, y'all don't understand what I'm saying. She left her water pot. Jesus saw the water pot still there. He knew that she was going to tell the story. So rather than sit down and eat with his disciples, Jesus said, I ain't worrying about eating right now. Because harvest time is coming. Look out over the field, the fields are white. Jesus looked out and saw where the woman ran to him. And because he saw where the woman ran to, he also saw her coming back. And when she coming back, she had a crowd of people with her. She had a crowd of people standing with her. See, we gotta understand that's the power of sowing and reaping. And when we're being consumed by the will of God, uh, everything that we want in our life shall manifest according to God's will. When we're walking, when we're consumed with the will of God, we ain't got to worry about what everybody else might say about us because we're walking in his will. Jesus understood that. He understood that. So I encourage you on today, church. Go ahead and plant your seed. Love your enemy. Do good to them that hate you. Bless them that curses you. And pray for them that despitefully use you. Love on your family. Even when they don't want to act right. Even when they want to act the food. Show them the love of God. Uh, thank God for your job. Do the best of your ability as unto the Lord. Serve in ministry as if it's your last day. Do the things that God expects out of us. And if we do what God has called us to do, God will take care of the rest. Don't worry when it looks like the enemy It's getting away. God will have the final say. The Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. There's another seed that was planted many years ago. Man failed to fulfill the plans of God for humanity. So God sent the prophets to speak on his behalf. Yet man still continued to do his own thing. Altar sacrifices was made to atone for sin. But man still kept on doing what he wanted to do. We continue to fall short of God. So he wrapped himself up in human flesh. Fully human yet fully divine born of a virgin Mary, born of a virgin by the name of Mary, persecuted and despised by men, but the seed kept on growing, minister to many, performed miracles to many, talked about, ridiculed, but the seed kept on growing, he was consumed by the will of God, brought before a kangaroo court. Guilty, but his only son, but his only sin was his innocence. But the seed it kept on growing, given the burden of carrying an old rugged cross to climb up Calvary Hill. Yet the seed it kept on growing. He was consumed by the will of God, nailed to an old rugged cross, pierced in the side. But the seed, it kept right on growing. Hung his head. For you and me he died. But the seed, it kept on growing. Placed in a barber tomb. Sealed and guarded by something. But the seed, it kept on growing. Yet early on a Sunday morning. I said early on a Sunday morning. I said early on a Sunday morning. The seed Brought forth harvest He got up With all power In his hand He got up Rebuked the enemy He got up Because his harvest time And now he lives He lives Look at us We are the harvest He lives Look at us The seed kept on growing Yeah we are the harvest Look at us, the harvest has come, the harvest still coming, look at us, look at us, look at where the Lord has brought us from, look at it, consumed by the will of God, consumed by the will of God, songs that God sent his son, they called him Jesus. He came to love, heal, and forgive. He bled and died to buy our party. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. Because He lives, we can face tomorrow. Because He lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, we know, He holds the future because He lives. When you stand till your feet all over this church. He lives. I said he lives. He went through some things. But he didn't give up on the on the will of God. He went through some things. He went through turmoil, turmoil. He was beaten. He was spat on. He went through some things but God planted a seed amongst us and that seed walked around in human flesh amongst us he came and he died but when he rose again harvest sprung forth so much so that others went out to spread the gospel my question to you this morning are you consumed by the will of God are you concerned? Has God's will in your life overshadowed your desires? Has it? But if not, if it has not, we're looking for you this morning. We're looking for you to make a decision. We're looking for you to make a change in your life. The same change that the woman at the well experienced the same change God wants to change your appetite he wants to get rid of your insecurities he wants you to experience the harvest that he has for you if that's you, we invite you to meet us here at this altar we are reaching for you, we are claiming you, the deacons can get in the house don't don't be ashamed See, see the woman wasn't ashamed she was not ashamed at all she wasn't ashamed to go tell everybody. See, can you be like the woman at the well right now? That right where you are, if you know you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, if you know that's you, God is calling you this morning to leave everything that you had behind. Drop your water pot. Drop all the name calling they gave you. Drop all the concerns that you got and turn it over to God this morning. If that's you, we're reaching for you. We're inviting you to come. Will you come? Will you come? If you're saved and you know that you say you ought to be praying right now because there's somebody in here that haven't made a decision. Come on y'all, can we celebrate our sister? And there are others. Come on y'all, can we celebrate? If that's you, we invite you to come. Come on, y'all. Can we celebrate our other sister that's coming? If you are saved and you know you're saved, you ought to be praying right now. You ought to be reaching to those that are around them to make sure. See, you ought to be like the woman at the well. You go and tell the person next to you to make sure that they know God, make sure they got a connection with God. If that's you, we are pulling for you. We are reaching for you this morning. Will you allow God to make a change in your life? Will you come? Will you come? See, see. sometimes we're a little bit afraid because all these, pe- these people are watching. Don't worry about them. All of us have done the same thing. And if you come, we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate like our favorite team has won the Super Bowl. We're going to celebrate like we just won the $500 million lottery. Will you come? We're reaching for you. We ain't playing church. The days of playing in church are long and gone. It's about souls saving salvation. And that's the only thing that matters. Will you come? Every head bow and every eye close. Gracious Father, we ask on today God, Lord, in this invitation moment, God, that you would touch hearts, God. God, that you would touch those that do not know you. You will touch those that do not have a church home, God. You will touch those that have strayed away from you right now, God. Meet them right where they are with your spirit, God. Let them know, God, that you are standing by. God, you are waiting for them, God. With open arms, God, we welcome them. Touch right now, God. Move right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God. Oh, God, we pray, God, you will quicken the spirit. God, that you would touch their spirit. God, that they might yearn for you more. That they would not be ashamed to step out on faith and trust you. Oh, Father, we thank you for their life this morning. We thank you, Lord, for how you carry them. We thank you, Lord, how you've kept them thus far. But Lord, right now, help them to make a decision. Lord, we pray move right now, Lord. Touch them. Help them, Lord. We bless you today in Jesus' name. While your heads are still bowed, while your head is still bowed and your eyes closed I just want to make this last plea: if you know you're not saved can you raise your hand if you know, just be honest with God right now if you know you're not saved can you raise your hand nobody's watching you can you raise your hand if you know you're not saved, amen amen, amen but also we're reaching for those who do not have a church home I happen to think St. Paul Baptist Church is a great church to be in yeah, yeah, we can celebrate that. I think St. Paul Baptist Church is a great church to be and We have great leadership. You know, we ain't perfect, but God knows we're trying to be. We're always trying to perfect, uh, refine ourselves to make us more with God. If that's you and you're looking for a church home, you've been coming Sunday after Sunday, you want to make a connection today, the altar is open for you. Will you come? Will you come? Perhaps you've turned your back on God, you strayed away. Come on, can we celebrate? Perhaps you turn your back on God and you strayed away. Come on, can we celebrate the sister that is coming? We're reaching. Y'all, we ain't playing church. This is about souls. This is about salvation. This is about a life-changing situation. If you're looking for a church home, or if you turn your back on God and you want to be restored, we invite you. Will you come this morning? Will you meet us down here at this altar? There's nothing to be ashamed about. Will you come? Will you come? Amen. You may be seated. Perhaps after this service, is there's one of you that want to make that decision of salvation, or you want to join the church here and fellowship here, or if you want to be restored, come and meet us down here at this altar. Find one of these men and women that were standing here and we'll make sure that you get connected for those that are down here this morning can you turn and face me Can you turn and face me church can we celebrate them no i i didn't say cake. i ain't say cake. i didn't say paddockade I, I, I ain't say i said can we celebrate them can, 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 can we celebrate them can we celebrate god come on y'all we can do better than that Oh, we ought to be happy. Some churches don't see nobody join them for years. But look what the Lord is doing here. And for that, we are grateful. Amen. To those that are coming, God sees your tears. He knows your heart. He knows what you are going through right now. He knows. And he's put people around you that also want to help you to stay connected with him. Whatever going on in your life it doesn't even matter because on today you stepped out of your comfort zone and you made a decision on today you just like that woman who left her water pot at the well you stepped out and you ran and you came forward and for that we praise God for you we praise God for you I want to say to you that We want to make sure you get connected because making the decision here today is just the beginning. When the enemy comes and tries to trap you, we want to make sure that you got some people around you. You got some people around you that'll come to your rescue. I ain't trying to get in your business, we ain't trying to do none of that, but well, we just want to make sure that you are right because when you are right, we are all right. Amen. Amen. We got some people to my right, and they're gonna take you in the back to get some more information from you, share some more information from you. And while you're going, this church is gonna celebrate like everybody in here won $500 million. Amen? So if you can go to my right, and church, can we celebrate? Can we celebrate? I said, can we celebrate? Oh, y'all ain't want no money. Can you celebrate? amen the lord is great and greatly is he to be praised amen truly we honor the spirit of the lord that has been in this place as we begin to close out I just ask that you govern yourself according to the announcement that we're given make sure that you connect with us and and continue to be who god has called you to be whatever you're worried about let it go Let it go. Get rid of your insecurities. Change your appetite. And the harvest will come to you. Amen. Could you stand all over this church? We're going to end with our doxology. this morning. We pray oh heavenly father you go before us as we leave this place God. God our thoughts and our actions that they might be pleasing unto you. Now unto him yes. who is able yes. to keep us from falling. Yes. To present us faultless yes. huh, before his throne with exceeding joy. Yes. To the only wise God. Yes. Our savior. Yes. Be glory. Yes. Majesty. Hallelujah. Dominion power both now and forever and the church said "Amen." Amen. amen amen show some love as you leave the sanctuary